The holly and the ivy, when they are both full grown, of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. Oh, the rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. Now the holly bears a berry as white as the milk, and Mary bore Jesus all wrapped up in silk. And Mary bore Jesus, our Savior, for to be. And the first tree in the green wood, it was the holly, holly, holly. And the first tree in the green wood, it was the holly. The rising of the sun and the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. The holy bears a berry as red as any blood, and Mary bore her sweet Jesus Christ to do a sinner's good. Oh, the rising of the sun. And the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing all in the choir. Now the holly bears a berry as black as the coal, and Mary bore Jesus who died for us soul. And Mary bore Jesus, our Savior for to be. And the first tree in the green wood, it was the holy, holy, holy. And the first tree in the green wood, it was the holy and the ivy. When they are both full grown, of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly tree bears the crown. Oh, the rising of the sun. And the running of the deer, the playing of the merry organ, sweet singing in the choir. Do not be afraid of the darkness. Dark is the rich, fertile earth that cradles the seed, nourishing growth. Dark is the soft night that cradles us to rest. Only in darkness can stars shine across the vastness of space. Only in darkness is the moon's dance so clear. There's mystery woven in the dark, quiet hours, magic in the darkness. Do not be afraid. We are born of this magic. It fills our dreams that root, unravel, and reweave themselves in the shelter of the deep, dark night. The dark has its own hue, own resonance, own breath. It fills our soul, not with despair, but with promise. 
dark is the gestation of our deep and knowing self. Dark is the cave where we rest and renew our soul. We're born of the darkness and each night we return to the dreaming womb of our beginnings. Do not be afraid of the darkness, for in the depth of that darkness comes a glimpse, a first glimpse of our own light, the pure inner light of love and knowing. As it glows and grows, the darkness recedes. As we shed our light, we shed our fear and revel in the wonder of all that is revealed. So do not rush the coming of the sun. Do not crave the lengthening of the day. Celebrate the darkness here and now. A time of richness, a time of joy. These opening words by Stephanie Noble welcome all who have gathered here this morning on Zoom for our Boxing Day service of readings and carols. Welcome to regular members of the Kensington congregation, to friends old and new, to visitors who are visiting for the first time this morning and maybe those who are listening in on the podcast or watching this on YouTube at a later date all are welcome here for anyone who doesn't know me my name is Jane Blackall and I'm ministry coordinator with Kensington Unitarians if anyone is here for the first time today and I think there are quite a few of you we're especially glad to have you with us welcome I hope you find something of what you need this boxing day if you're looking for a sing-along you're in the right place once again please do hang around afterwards for a chat drop us an email to say hello if you'd like or you might try coming to one of our other gatherings we have plenty of small group activities during the week and if you're a regular here thanks for all you do to welcome all those who come each one of us has a part to play in co-creating this sacred space and the sense of community that we share and we always say feel free to do what you need to do to feel comfortable it's fine to have your camera off it is lovely to see your faces there will be opportunities to join in but no compulsion you can quietly lurk with our blessing. You know how to find us if you want to be in touch later on. This morning's service will be a meditation on darkness. It's a counterpoint to our Christmas Eve service, which celebrated the light. Through readings and carols, we'll be reflecting on the nourishing, creative, transformative aspects of darkness, which are perhaps overlooked and undervalued. Before we go any further, though, I'm going to light our chalice as we always do whenever we gather. This is a simple ritual that connects us with Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over. And it reminds us of the proudly progressive religious tradition of which this gathering is part. This community is a fellowship of the progressive path, open-minded, open-hearted, at least that's our aspiration. This is a place to share insights and ideas, a place to foster faith and sometimes find joy, a place where we can be ourselves and let others do the same. Is there room for darkness here too? The shadow beneath the chalice flame. Is this a place where we can truly bring our pain, our confusion, our despair? Let us say that it is such a place, a 
place for the whole of life's experience, as messy as that may be. A place for healing and solace too. And let's not just say that it is. Let us make it so, as we face this life in all its complex shadings together. Time now for our first carol. Um, although we've already heard it this morning in medley form from Marilisa, I think we should get a crack at singing this midwinter classic to the Holly and the Ivy. All of our carols today are taken from recordings of our last few in-person carol services in 2017, 18 and 19. So please do excuse any rustling or coughing you may hear. We weren't expecting these to be broadcast years later. take those joys and our concerns all those little windows into our shared human condition and the life of the world 
and let's hold them in a spirit of loving kindness as we move into an extended time of prayer and reflection. It's based on some words, a Celtic blessing by Maureen Caloran. You might first want to adjust your position to get more comfortable. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to focus on the candle. There might be a posture that helps you to feel more prayerful, whatever works for you. Let's do what we need to do to get into the right state of body and mind to pray together, to be fully present in this here and now, this sacred time and space of ourselves, each other, and with that which is within us and beyond us. Spirit of life, God of all love, in whom we live and move and have our being. As we turn our attention to the depths of this life, the cosmic mystery and wisdom that abides in all that is, we tune into your holy presence within us and amongst us. Spirit of blessing, be with us in the ordinariness of our days. May hope's light guard us and keep cynicism from our hearts. May the energy of laughter build endurance for the tough times in our lives. May creativity's vision grant the possibility of seeing old relationships in new ways. May the oil of healing Keep us from anger's hardness and despair. May the mantle of humility give us courage to admit when we're wrong. May compassion's loom weave in us the discipline to forgive. May patience help us bear in mind that ours is not the only scale of time. May the flame of justice be a beacon for the choices we must make. May peace be ever in us and sustain us through these stressful times. Spirit of blessing, be with us in the ordinariness of our days. And let us take a few moments now to look back over the past week and silently give thanks for all those joys and pleasures that we've known. Moments of love, friendship and camaraderie. Experiences of wonder and delight reassurance and relief. Bursts of playfulness, perhaps, spontaneity, generosity, feelings of achievement, creativity and flow. All of those times when we felt most alive and awake.
let us also ask for the consolation, forgiveness and guidance we might need as we acknowledge our sorrows and regrets. Times of loss and pain, anger and fear. Periods of uncertainty and anxious waiting. Realisation of our own weaknesses, mistakes and failings. Awareness of missed opportunities, those things we've left unsaid or undone. All those times when we struggled and felt like a mess. Expanding our circle of concern, let us bring to mind those people and places and situations that are in need of our prayer right now and let us hold them in the light. Maybe friends or loved ones, those who are closest to our heart. Maybe those we find difficult where there's a conflict going on. Or maybe those we don't know so well, people we've only heard about on the news. Spirit of life, God of all love, as this time of prayer draws to a close, we offer up our joys and our concerns, our hopes and our fears, our beauty and our brokenness, and we call on you for insight, healing and renewal. As we look forward now to the coming week, help us to live well each day and be our best selves, using our unique gifts in the service of love, justice and peace. Amen.
The Nourishing Dark by Richard S. Gilbert. We pause in the holy quiet of the nourishing dark. The days are shorter now. We miss the sparkling daylight hours, the long days of brightness and activity. We yearn for their swift return and wonder if we can wait or if our patience will at last give out. We forget the nourishing dark at our peril. There is mystery in the dark to be probed. There is the adventure of that which cannot be known, cannot be seen, can only be experienced in the soul. There is deepness in the dark, impenetrable and inviting. In the darkness, we rest our bodies and our souls. We escape that which distracts and confuses. We come face to face with ourselves. We come into the deep places of our being. Darkness is not mere absence of light. Darkness is not simply an interval between days. Darkness is the softness of things, the blessed quiet of the night. May we not bemoan the dark, but relish it. May we feel its powerful presence and rejoice in its mystical embrace. May we celebrate the deep and nourishing dark. Sweet Darkness by David White. When your eyes are tired, the world is tired also. When your vision has gone, no part of the world can find you. Time to go into the dark, where the night has eyes to recognise its own. There, you can be sure you are not beyond love. The dark will be your home tonight. The night will give you a horizon further than you can see. You must learn one thing. The world was made to be free in. Give up all the other worlds except the one to which you belong. Sometimes it takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. 
Moving now into a time of meditation, I'm going to share a poem by Jan Richardson, a blessing for travelling in the dark, and that will take us into a time of shared silence, a few minutes. And we'll have our virtual chalice on screen during the time of silent meditation, which will be ended with a relaxing Christmas tune from Peter, uh, about four minutes long, so you can relax into that jazzy interlude. Again, let's each do what we need to do to feel comfortable and feel free to use this time to meditate in your own way. Go slow, if you can. Slower. More slowly still. Friendly, dark or fearsome, this is no place to break your neck by rushing, by running, by crashing into what you cannot see. And again, it is true, different darks have different tasks. And if you've arrived here unawares, if you've come in peril or in pain, this might be no place you should dawdle. I do not know what these shadows ask of you, what they might hold that means you good or ill. It's not for me to reckon whether you should linger or you should leave. But this is what I can ask for you, that in the darkness there be a blessing, that in the shadows there be a welcome, that in the night you be encompassed by the love that knows your name.
The Dark Llama by Robert Walsh. One June night, while people in the Southern Hemisphere prepared for the winter solstice, I stood in a campground high in the Andes and looked at the sky. The Milky Way ran right over our heads in brilliant clarity. Our guide pointed to formations in the bright band of light, and I realized that most of the patterns he pointed to were not patterns of stars, but patterns made by the absence of stars. They were black areas within the thick, bright stream of the Milky Way. It looked as though there were no stars there, but we were actually looking at dark nebulae that blocked out the light of the stars behind them. We were standing in the shadow of the nebulae. The biggest dark area is a nebula that modern astronomers call the coal sack. The Incas saw it in the shape of a llama. Nearby is a smaller dark patch they said is her baby. The dark nebula is pierced by two bright stars that they said form the big llama's eyes. The Incas told a story about the great llama that as her head dips towards the horizon at the solstice, she is bending down to drink from the ocean. Her drinking prevents the floods that would otherwise come and the water she drinks flows through the Milky Way and becomes nourishing rain. The story of the Dark Llama is a story of creative spirit revealed in darkness, not light. To the Inca observer, the starlight was a background, the foil. The darkness was the foreground. It is a good story for our season of long nights in the Northern Hemisphere. It reverses our usual focus on the sunlight, the bright star, the candle flame. It allows us to allow the light to be the background and centre our attention on the creative darkness. We may meditate upon the darkness of the blessed night that brings rest and healing, the darkness under the surface of the soil, where the furtive seed begins to grow, the darkness of the mother's womb. The old story of creation begins in the dark. All life begins in the dark. In the Dark by Vanessa Rush Southern. Have you noticed how many of the important parts of the Christmas story happen in the dark? That metaphor for things not clearly seen or known. I always imagine, and it is usually shown this way, Mary and Joseph arriving in Bethlehem in the dark after all the rooms are filled because of this lousy census, the one that forced them to travel, even though she was nine months pregnant. And the shepherds come by night too. No lanterns or luminarias were lit for this occasion, though that bright star hung so strangely in the sky over the place where Mary and Joseph rested. The wise men also came by night and without trumpet fanfares to announce or welcome them. No fine china to set out. No eggnog to serve.
And then they all leave, as quietly as they came. Even Mary and Joseph, at an angel's warning, pick up the things and go, hiding their child, who was otherwise so impossible to conceal. From sundown to sunrise, so much happens while most of the world sleeps. To the people in the adjacent inn, it was just another night in a lumpy bed. These activities in the dark of night are so different from what we do to celebrate these same events. We start preparing for this night the moment the last witch has hung up her crumpled hat on Halloween night. From then on, it is all blinking lights and garlands, celebrations and pressures. Before much time at all, Grandma is getting run over by reindeer and Mummy is busy kissing Santa Claus. Peer pressured by a neighbour whose whole Christmas village was erected in November, we got our tree early this Christmas and I'll be surprised if the needles can hang on until Jesus arrives. So much advanced preparation on this end, and yet the story we honour was so much the opposite. The truth is that the original story, all that coming and going by night, is probably closer to the way our own lives unfold. In our own lives, no choral refrain announces the great visitors. More often, those folks stumble in where we least expect to find them. No angels sing glorias to mark the dramatic moments. We bid a loved one hello or goodbye at a bus station with the music of beeping horns and squealing brakes or welcome a baby with only the chatter of nurses and midwives to accompany our amazement. You and I work through the hard parts of marital life and learn to love more deeply. We lose our center and find it again. We and those we love face illness and get better or worse. We wrestle with fears and uncertainties. We discover ultimate purpose. And all the questions and gifts these moments offer to us are almost never handed over by messengers in fancy robes and crowned jewels. Much of life does happen, so to speak, in the night under the quiet cover of the ordinary. When no one notices but us, how the world has just pivoted or quaked in our intimate sphere. And just as quietly, we set out the next day by another road.
Just a few announcements now. Thanks to our readers, Janine, Veronica, Liz and Charlotte. Thanks to Marilisa and Peter for today's lovely music and to John for co-hosting. We'll have a sort of virtual coffee time after the service as usual, so feel free to stay and chat if you'd like. If that's not your thing, uh, do get in touch with our email if you'd like to say hello. If you're visiting from another congregation or visiting from no congregation, it'd be lovely to hear where you're from. Maybe you could put that in the chat box. If you can bear it, we like to take a group photo after the closing music, so do stick around for that. And we'll be back on Zoom next Sunday at 10.30, as usual. We've got coffee morning on Tuesday, again on Zoom at 10.30. And there are still spaces available for Friday night's heart and soul on the theme of caring. Even if you've never been to that before, it's not too late to start. It's our contemplative spiritual gathering, a small group where it's a good way to get to know people better. There's also a special festive heart and soul this evening where our Sunday and our Friday regulars will come together. We're already quite a large group, but, you know, the more the merrier. If you want to come, drop me a line. We definitely have a life beyond Sunday mornings and we encourage everyone to keep in touch during the week. Let's look out for each other as best we can in these days while we're still mostly online. Heidi and John have planned an in-person gathering uh, for New Year's Day. That's at the church. Get in touch with Heidi if you want to know more about that. The details were in the weekly email. And probably best look out for this Friday's email for updates because things may change in the light of the ever-changing COVID situation, especially if tighter restrictions do come in this week. Looking just a little further ahead, I encourage you to sign up for our How to Be a Unitarian online course that will take place over six Thursday evenings, starting on the 6th of January. The idea of this course is to help people get a sense of our Unitarian tradition and find their place in it. it should be particularly valuable for newcomers, but old timers too. You're all welcome. Share your wisdom and make connections with others from our own congregation and around the country. I think that's all I need to say for now, but let's squeeze in one more carol. It is a lively one to end on. Get ready with your fa-la-las. invite you to select gallery view now if you can so that we can see the whole community for our closing words 
as the year winds down to its close and we're embraced once again by the nurturing darkness of this season, this season that we've come to know so well. We have reason to think back on the year that was, if only because it will soon be gone. We think back to the friends we've made, the sorrow we've endured, the love we've found, the loneliness we have survived. We think back to the blessings of being forgiven and the gift we offered to ourselves when we forgave. We think back to those who listened to us in our times of need and the times when we could perhaps have listened more. We think back to the things we have traded for our time and what we may have overlooked in the process. We think back to the times when we were afraid and uncertain and we trudged ahead anyway as best we could. The times when we were compassionate, when we could have been cold. In this season of long dark nights, may we see ever more clearly the true light of our lives, the love we give to others, the peace we nurture in ourselves, and the vision of a better world. May it be so for the greater good of all. Amen. If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California If we make it through December we'll be fine Got laid off down at the factory And their timing's not the greatest in the world Heaven knows I've been working Wanted Christmas to be right for daddy's girl I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year And my little girl don't understand Why daddy can't afford no Christmas here If we make it through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be in a warmer town come summertime Maybe even California if we make it through December, we'll be fine.